6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, we know that buying a house is the dream of many, and for some it's become more and more difficult thanks to skyrocketing home prices. Well, those who bought years ago and wanting to sell are making, in some cases, some big cash. Those trying to get in are faced with prices just too high. So what's happening and what needs to be done? Let's find out with Paul Kershaw. He is the founder of Generation Squeeze and a policy professor in the UBC School of Population Health. Dr. Kershaw, welcome to Six. 30, Chad. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, tell us about Generation Squeeze. What is this and, and, and why did you start it? Well, Generation Squeeze is a movement for intergenerational fairness uh, to promote Canadian well-being, empowered by younger voices, uh, all to ensure that Canada works for all generations. And we started it because we see, whether we're talking about in the housing system or in government budgets or investments in family policy or climate change, that a number of our policy systems are often wanting to like promote benefits right now in the here and now for some, but at the expense of uh, you know f- affordability in housing over time, or the sustainability of the climate over time, or sustainability in our budgets over time. And so Generation Squeeze wanted to draw attention to the fact that younger folks are going to school more, pay more for the privilege, land jobs that pay less, face way higher housing prices, and then are squeezed further by risks of climate change that are making our livelihoods and our health uh, you know, uh, more at risk going into the future. So, Paul, when when we talk about uh, housing, because I think housing is on the mind of a lot of people right now. We're seeing we're seeing uh, prices go up in 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 cities across the country, and not just in the you know real traditional ones where normally we've we've seen it being too pricey for most people, like Toronto or Vancouver. But I know I have friends moving to Ottawa, and it's been near impossible. I've had friends uh, moving to to Halifax, and they're having challenges. Even here in Edmonton, prices are skyrocketing. When you take a look look at um, let's say baby boomers either in the Gen X compared to Millennials when it comes to buying homes that sort of thing what are what are the, the what's the younger generation facing right now and how yeah, different is, is it how different is it compared to 50 years ago Yes, that's a great question. 50 years is a great comparator that my mom was literally just visiting. It was the first time since last August. So great to see her amid COVID. But it's a perfect comparison. When my mom started out in the housing market, and she actually was in in Vancouver at the time, uh, it took five years of full-time work for a typical young person to save a 20% down payment on an average-priced home in the region where she was living, in that province, and across the country on average. So five years of full-time work. Mm-hmm. If you flash forward now to uh, today, which is my, not quite 50 years for my mom, but in that ballpark, sort of 40, 45, <laughs> it now takes across the country 14 years of full-time work. Mm-hmm. They've almost lost young people on average across the country, they've almost lost like a decade of full-time work that's required to save that 20% down payment on an average-priced home. And then in some of the more expensive provinces, whether you're in Ontario or BC, it's more like 18 and 20 years. And what that's revealing is hard work isn't paying off for young adults today like it used to. And that isn't to say that people back in the day didn't work hard. It's just saying that today's hard work isn't paying off like it used to because we have tolerated home prices leaving behind what local earnings pay. And here's the rub. We tolerated that price escalation because those who got into the housing market myself included, now I'm getting to be an older, younger person, I've been in the housing market for a while, and we're benefiting from rising home prices. 
I got told that my home went up by several hundred thousand dollars in Metro Vancouver uh, over the, you know, just last year. And that makes me wealthier while I sleep, but it's crushing the dreams of home ownership for those who walk in my footsteps. Well, and and isn't that the truth? I mean, depending on where you live and and when you bought, your home is becoming more of a savings account than your actual savings account. Like that's just the, that's just the fact of it. But why should we care? Why should the, why should everybody else care? Why do we worry about, um, you know, uh, younger generation having to save for 14 years and other would say, hey, we had to do it as well. It's tough. Why should we care about this? Yeah. So Canada Day is coming up, and the physical distancing requirements are starting to loosen up, so we're going to be able to gather more. I expect people are be gathering more with their families. So it's going to be an intergenerational moment. And at that intergenerational moment, people are going to care about housing prices because, you know, a grumpy old uncle may say, oh, I don't care, I had to work just as hard when I was young to save for my home. But the data show that's not true. Actually, today's young nephew has or niece has to work many years more to cobble together that same 20% down payment. So it's a bit of a fact check. But in addition to that, when you get beyond the grumpy uncle and you start talking to the want-to-be grandparents, they're going to want to have their millennial or maybe even Gen Z child, hey, when my grandkids come in. But it's so much harder for young people today to have that financial foundation to, to have a, you know, to feel secure to start their families and have enough bedrooms for their 1.6 kids, but normally they come in one. So you know, your second your second and third bedroom, they're the second kid. And you're going to start to have those, gra- those want-to-be grandparents start to recognize, oh, it is a bit harder now than when we were having to do it. Sure, they faced different challenges back in the day, but that will start to cause that intergenerational grouping to lean in and say, oh, I see that challenge. And they'll simultaneously, I hope, see that as home prices have gone up, they're benefiting. And if we can do that in our intergenerational tables at Thanksgiving, pardon me, on Canada Day, then we should be able to do that in our world of politics. All the more so because during this uh, pandemic, we have really seen this moment of intergenerational solidarity where we've actually disproportionately asked a younger demographic to, hey, can you compromise on your schooling? Can you compromise on your access to certain jobs so that we uh, prevent the spread of a virus that's disproportionately harmful for those who are older in our lives that we love? If we can do that for the pandemic, we should be able to replicate that to address housing affordability. You know, so Paula, you know, we know that the the, the government has put in uh, a number of different things to try to deal with uh, the housing uh, housing prices. You know, we, there's the the tougher mortgage stress test rules, and uh, there was that national empty homes tax that was announced. Uh, we know that uh, the federal government is talking about uh, a daycare because that's a whole other thing. I mean, daycare comes into this as well. If you have young couples with kids and 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 trying to pay for daycare, especially if two people are are working so we know that the feds are looking at it in some way but what else needs to be done when when we look at policy at that at that federal even provincial maybe even local levels what 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 would you recommend Okay, well, wow, you just opened up a larger frame, too, when you went to childcare. And you should know at Gen Squeeze, we actually first did sort of the branding of $10 a day childcare to label a complicated national childcare recommendation. And, and if you look at the federal recommendation or the federal budget commitment that came out in 2021, they actually say their goal now is to bring costs for childcare down to $10 a day. So we need the Alberta government to go step up and say, hey, my hand's up. Okay, here in Alberta, we want to take advantage of that and go make a good deal in Alberta. So that childcare never costs another rent or mortgage-sized payment, and then younger people will be better positioned to deal with higher housing prices, which we then should switch back into the housing demand and say, but we don't want home prices to keep rising. That needs to be the overall orientation that we want policymakers in Alberta and federally and locally in Edmonton to sort of wrap their heads around. That when people are planning for their savings and retirement down the road, 
We can't want any longer home homes to become our big way to accumulate wealth. Because the moment that a house is a good return on investment is the moment that its price grows faster than local earnings. And by definition, that hurts who you who follows in your footsteps. So we've got to come up with other ways to save for retirement and orient everything in our housing policy so that housing is just a place to call home, much more so than a strategy to get rich. Well, you know what, uh, Dr. Kershaw, I think, uh, honestly, I think you're battling a, a bit of a, an uphill fight on, on this one because I think so many people, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 years of age, they do look at that housing as, as savings and as retirement, and I'm not sure how you're going to change that. It just might take a while. So uh, keep up the good fight, and thanks for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. And if people want to check out GenSqueeze, you can go to GenSqueeze.ca because we're ready for that uh, that challenge of pushing that big cultural boulder upstairs and up the hill. But we do change people's hearts and minds and restore housing affordability forever. All right. Dr. Paul Kershaw joining me this afternoon, the founder of Generation Squeeze. He's a policy professor in the UBC School of Population Health. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm always curious to hear about, you know, when, how people bought their first home. I didn't buy my first home till I, uh, till I moved to Edmonton. I was, what, 30 years of age. Um, I've only owned three homes in in the past uh 20 years and um i i i wasn't sure that i ever would given just my work and and my job and that sort of stuff i got married we came here we bought a house okay not too, not bad at all but yeah when you look at that the housing prices right now and uh, what you're getting even rent right i know we're talking about owning a home but rent itself can be pretty tricky right now as everything else is going up as housing prices go up then rent goes up as well i'm not sure that you're going to change the minds of many people uh, and get them to say hey you know what no this is my nest egg and i want to keep it that way even if it does benefit uh, a younger generation